Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Rose Pitch. We are so excited to see everyone and be with everyone in fellowship, and we're just glad that you're back listening to us. In fact, like today, we it's just us three today, which we haven't done one of these in quite a time because, you know, we have so many good guests that come on that we meet and we're like, we have to just, you know, basically shot it from the mountaintop. So we have a lot of people on and we have some good people coming up further into the season. But today we just wanted to talk to y'all. So first, Lauren, Michael, how has your 2024 start for y'all? I love Lauren. No, I want you to go first because it's more relevant what you just came, <laughs> what you just finished up doing. <laughs> I, okay. Well, you know, 2024 has been good. I have not drank water in four. I'm not drank soda. Whoa. <laughs> I drank soda in 14 days. Wow. So we're making health choices. Next water. week, um, on the 22nd. What'd you say? She got the Stanley Thank Cup. Hey, man, I just got a little glass. Next week starts no eating after 9 p.m. So health choices. And I just got back from the Trumpet Festival of the Southeast. It was great. Got to meet some colleagues in the Southeast. And this was my first time going back as a teacher and not a student, which kind of felt weird. But oh, well, we're here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> yeah, the first two weeks, you know, I thought it was you were supposed to be settling into the new year, but it immediately was like boom, bam, 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 boom. Like, Immediately first week of January, I had a recital, which woo woo. I'm done with that. Amazing. Flute. Flute. Thank you. And it was fabulous. Um, very, very happy that, you know, just to get it done, right? I know a lot of people probably can relate to that. Sometimes the build up and the anticipation to do something is worse than the actual thing. So like that week before I was just like, I wish I could just do my recital right now and be done with it. But it was great. Glad I was able to collaborate with the people I was able to collaborate with. Um, and yeah, then the week after that, kind of with the symphony, jumping back on to all the events. I can't tell you one weekend after this weekend where I don't have work. So we are full steam ahead and do it. <laughs> We're just going for it, you know? It's, I think it's just going to be that type of Maybe not year. Let's not say year. Maybe first like three months of the year. Yes. Um. Honestly, kind of the same. Like, I don't. First of all, this past week that we were filming was the first full week uh, at UGA, and oh my goodness, just <laughs> every single day coming home, like, what is going on? You know. But I think for any anybody that first week of school or getting back into anything like that you it's just kind of overwhelming a little bit because it's like oh we're just starting this once again even if it's in the middle of the semester it can have its challenges as well so you know the I would come home and I'm like I just want to get into bed y'all just leave me alone I just because I think for me I go to whenever I'm like at work or, or at school, I give it all. You know, I'm there from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. And I'm always putting out fires or what it seems like putting out fires. So when I get home, I'm just like, I, I just want to sleep. Just put me in the bed and let me, I'll wake up tomorrow. And put me in the bed. Um, but the thing about it is, 
each day got progressively better because it's like, okay, we put out this fire. So tomorrow it should be easier, easier and easier. So this next week, I'm looking forward to just kind of scooting by, but it's not because we have this big festival happening coming up. And the joke. And I was about to be like, yeah, no, that does that isn't in my vocabulary. Um, because I made a joke a couple weeks ago, like nobody tell me I need to be in the streets between now and April because I'm booked every single weekend. I have something to do every weekend, but also ask me to come out in the streets because I still want to be in the streets. So, you know, it, but it's that kind of balance we, we, we ride of like still having a personal life as well as just being in the field, being busy and being booked, busy and blessed. <laughs> As always. And that's so funny because like the thing about like when people I think meet the three of us, one of their first things they ask is like, do you sleep? Like, do you have a social life? And it's like, well, yes, <laughs> like I do. I still I am able to while balancing all these other things. And I think it really is a choice because I, I definitely think that, you know, some people would not be able to put out the amount of like output that we put out and also balance it out with like social engagements. And I understand that because everyone's capacities, especially like mental capacities, like you were saying, Anthony, you have a long day and like, you're like, I need to go home. But then maybe throughout that week, still you go out once or twice and those like those help you, right? And so that's the same thing for me. Whereas like there are days where I'm like, go to work or go to school, come home, don't talk to me. Yeah. But then like, I maybe want to go out a little bit, you know? Yeah. Like, and it can change the day of like it truly you could be driving home from a long day you're like yeah. actually i don't want to be alone i actually want to be at the bar or or getting some libations or something like that and it reminds me of something that lauren you actually said to me when we we're at midwest um was to the effect of anthony you like stay hidden and then when it's time for you know cbd or midwest like it's on it's on and that's that is the literal truth of me. Um, when you see me at Midwest or you see me at CBDA or GMEA, uh, it's a social hour, yes. but for like four yes. days straight, from right. waking up at eight a.m. going to bed at four a.m. Okay, it's bus club club bus another bus plane club club like you got to make your appearances. Have to make your appearances, but let me just tell you. At the end of Midwest or at the end of a conference, you ain't going to see me. I'm going to school, yeah, I'm going home, and that's it. Right. So all of that, all of that kind of battery is gone. Right. It's yeah. And you also have to, like, figure out, like, are you the person who's, like, energized by people, too? Because there, there's a difference of, like, if you get your energy. Because, like, Michael loves a little crowd. He jokes and he's like, oh, no, I want to do it. No, he loves a crowd. <laughs> Like he really does, yeah. and so I'm telling you, I'm a politician at the end of the day. <laughs> okay, let, maybe not that, but yes, <laughs> no, maybe not that. <laughs> not that. But Michael really does love being around a group of people, and he, I like. So you just have to figure yourself out of like who are what, like for you, what do you need to recharge? Because maybe you do need to recharge by just going home and laying down and that is exactly what I think someone came up to me and asked me about Anthony at Midwest and was like, how does he do all this? I was like, well, you guys see him in this prime, right? Of like, he's stored up all, he's been hibernating and storing up all this energy 
just to release it all in this like what five to six day stint and then as soon as we get back back into hibernation <laughs> back into hibernation he is gone in his uh garbs right yeah. garbs <laughs> and she's gone and and you know i'll see y'all in a year or whenever the next conference is but you know <laughs> Something that you said about knowing yourself, I think it is very important to know yourself as a social person, as a person that's at home, um, when you're at work, what type of person you are, um, because it is very important, especially as musicians. I, I want to bring something up because it's been sitting on my heart, in which I think we've talked about in the past, because it's just one of the uh, one of the things I talk about being a conductor specifically. For me and my philosophy, the person who I am off the podium is the person who I am on the podium as well. Now, there are some, you know, I put on maybe my earrings, you know, some accessories, but I'm still Anthony. So I'm still, you know, Kiki and Kukorn, I'm that person, but I'm also telling you, hey, that's wrong. Let's fix that. You know, I, I do not put on... I'm a band director now. So I, and I am the only person of knowledge and you are the subjects. So you should always listen to me. That never becomes me. And so I think for all of us, like we all, we're all teachers here. So when we get into that role, it's not a, a, a I guess, a stark difference between who we are and the way we teach. No, I agree with that. And you're actually bringing up a bigger thing that I think is a conversation that needs to be had more often of this idea of like how like the society of like of like classical music and academia and like just like how to socialize within that space. And like that gets into professionalism and respectability politics and all these other things that I feel like our generations are kind of trying to like, not tear down necessarily, but we're trying to like make sure that we're not continuing traditions and things just because that's what the people before me did. Therefore, I'm going to do exactly that because things are changing. <clears throat> and just like Anthony, you were saying this idea about individuality and personality, like that's becoming way more and more, I think, seen now, at least it's being platformed, and I think, celebrated a bit more now in totality. Like in the past, yeah, there were individuals who were doing their thing and they were like major and they got, they got known because of who they are as an individual. But I think what I'm seeing now is this idea of celebration of individuality at every single level and for everyone, which is the difference. And so, What's unfortunately going to happen, especially at UC as an educator and also a student yourself, which a lot of us are still in that mode of like we have students we're teaching, but we also are still in educate like learning ourselves is a little bit of this going back and forth between like wanting to make sure like your students are being respectful and understanding of like what others expectations might be, but also not saying this is how they have to behave just because that's how you behave. And I think there's a little bit of ageism that happens within that as well. You know? I love, you just brought up the magic word. Ooh. Ageism. Uh, look. Ageism. 
<laughs> so here's, here's, oh my God, we almost did that perfectly on time. We'll, we'll, have eight, we'll have an eight count next week, y'all. Anyways, um, but here's the thing. I'm sorry you decided to wait behind people to start your career, <laughs> babe, because that's not me. This is my career. Mm-hmm. And I get, I love it every time. They're like, you're like, what, 28, 29, 30? I'm like, I'm 25. They're like, wow, you're doing a lot. I said, no, I'm not. Ooh. I want more. Ooh. Like, why do I have to wait? Mm. I don't, why do I have to wait for you to get out of the way? There's space for both of us here. Because guess what? You're a person and I'm a completely different person. Mm. I don't have to wait behind as an assistant or as an adjunct or as like these persons and wait for the next person in line to get their next job for me to then take that job. Mm. I'm going to create, I'm going to put myself in the market and form the market around me instead of me conforming to the market. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because why would you, why do you, why would you wait? And today's that rent payment ain't going to wait. So why are we waiting? That's a whole, wait a minute. Cause you just said a whole thing with that rent payment's not going to wait and it won't. And And it won't. Let me just tell you that car payment and that insurance. (laughs) It will ensure they going to get their money. That's that's the tease because you know, a lot of these people always saying, well, you got time, you got time, you got time. Yet you had time because in 1967, Ooh. first of all, civil rights. But second of all, it was a way simpler time then. So, of course, things move slow. Nowadays, things move a lot faster. You are, and the societal pressure of succeeding has kind of moved forward in the aging of like, okay, you you have to do something. And also what's crazy is our generation always gets the lack of y'all are lazy, but then you're also turning around and saying y'all are doing too much. So which one is it? Are we lazy or are we doing too much? Also, why do you take every opportunity? Oof to question our skills. Mm. To revalidate yourself and your insecurities and projecting it onto us, the younger generation, who is out here and who is just hungry to work. Like, don't project yourself. And that goes for anybody. Like, Don't project yourself on people you're jealous of. Don't project yourself on people that you don't dislike because you feel like you should have that role. Um, Jealousy is where I see a lot of this. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I see a lot of this is when people are jealous that people are getting certain recognition that they feel that they haven't received. Especially when they're younger. Mm -hmm. I said, especially when they're younger because they're jealous of, uh, well, I didn't achieve that when I was your age. So you shouldn't be able to achieve that until you're much older, until you are an expert. Oh, Anthony, what do you mean expert? Ooh. How many how many scores do you know? Ooh, tell. Have you been published yet? Oh, no, it, no, let's, but for real. Like, for, for, real. Of, for the record, 
The first answer, many. Second answer, yes, I have been published. Oh, I almost cussed. I almost cussed. Y'all about to get me mad. Y'all about to get me mad. Woo, Jesus. No, but like at like I'm I'm not gonna name names at conferences, but there are some conferences that now where I am in my life, my career trajectory, I don't necessarily have to network the way that these two do. Therefore, I get to watch and I love it because what I notice in these little back and forth exchanges between other people, there's a lot of like sizing each other up, you know, like people and like here's the thing, don't lie to me saying you're just curious. And everything when you're saying oh but how many of these have you done well have you done this yet oh well i used to do that what when are you going to do that or like well are, don't you think you're doing too much because honestly it's giving bitter mm, and yeah. it's kind of like none of the information that you're getting is going to make you any better or make me any less of who i am so it just it really bothers me when especially because it happens like we're 25 and 26 like, and we have people coming up to us and exactly that. I think more of the time with us, people are asking like, you guys are doing too, like, oh, it seems like you're doing much and blah, 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 blah. Or like, that's not the path I would have went down. Well, that's why you're not me, you know? And things are different and I just don't understand it. Like I, and I really hope that one day there's, there isn't like a switch that flips or something they were I'm bitter that way, but I encourage the younger generations to do the things that they love doing. And a lot of them reach out to us, to us asking how we were able to do things. And what, what do we do? We tell them, oh, this is what we did. But like, also, you don't have to do exactly what we did to get to what you what you want, like, but we just can tell you this is just kind of what we did. But like, it bothers me to no end whenever age comes into play. Cause like, what if I said I was 37, then you would be like, and that has happened. That has happened where I literally think people thought I was older than what I was. And then I mentioned my age and I could just see something shift in them. And I'm like, are you mad that I'm 25 or are you not? Do you think I'm less credible because I'm 25? Like, do you, you know what I mean? Ooh, are you angry at me? When they hear that, huh? Ooh. they're already switching. If they hear the thaw, then but then you have some of the bitter people where they'll you'll say like, oh, I'm actually 37. They're like, well, you haven't really done a lot. Mm. But if you said you were 25, you've done a lot. So why 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 is that? And then another thing is like our generation has to break the cycle that the person we just are talking to now that we know them better than they know themselves. Cause that's what I feel. I feel like this older generation feels like they know you and they know what you should be doing more than you know yourself, even though you live inside your own body 24 hours out of the day. And they had just met you five minutes ago. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So, well, sorry. You know, what I would like to see from everyone is stop thinking that generations that are younger than you, because they maybe didn't have the same um, transgressions as your generation did, they're less credible or less valid. Like their feelings are less valued because luckily that means you did something right. If you removed a barrier from a generation behind you, you should be happy about that. 
Because why do you want somebody to go through a, a struggle, the continued struggle? How does that make sense to anyone? Well, they're not actually interested in the advancement of the of their field. It, to me, basically, if you if you're mad that I'm not going through the same sh ooh, things <laughs> <laughs> that you went through, ooh, then that means that you're not actually interested in the advancement. So just say that. Then yeah. just say that. Like keep it a buck. Keep it a buck, and just say that it's superficial. I want to see how you struggled. Yeah. Right. I, I, that's the only part that I hear about. Not that you got here, but what was the sad story of how you got here? Yeah. And I think in, they're not worried about the advancement of the art or the, the craft or whatever. They're worried about the advancement of themselves, which also I can never um, judge anybody for the hustle. But yes. Be about your bag. Be about your hustle. But do not step on other people and push them down to make yourself feel bigger. Because here's the thing, push somebody down, they will rise again. And you are the same height. And they're going to remember that. That's oh, the thing. Baby, they my memory is long mm. and my heart is open. Oh, oh, something just came up to me. Something just came to me. Hold on. <laughs> For a first on the generation thing is for this current generation, as a former teacher who taught this upcoming generation, I think they're getting a lot of flack about mm -hmm. them not maybe showing as much effort as generations like our generation or people older than us. And they I allegedly show less awareness to things. But one thing that I personally, I like to see it on the more positive side. What I say is this current, this coming up generation, they are chill. They're like, unless you bother me, we're in our own lane and we are doing what we do and we are striving for whatever we, whatever we decide is our goals. And they're no longer, they're breaking those, those, those uh, kind of walls that we were played with. If you want to be here, then you're going to have to go through this steps here, step A through Z to get here. And this current generation that is coming up, they're like, mm, F that. I am not, I, I, why would I go A through Z when I can make a loop-de-loop -loop and go around and still get the same thing? Because what I also have seen in this generation, specifically on the social justice way, when it's about, when it's time for them to stand up, they gonna stand up. When I look at this, uh, these younger kids, um, and it's specifically LGBTQ, everyone is somewhere in that. Everyone is living, you know, very peacefully, and, and they're enjoying their time as human beings. And then I hear older people saying, "Oh, what what's going on there?" They're treating each other like human beings. Shouldn't we be happy about that? Shouldn't we? saying look at what they're doing look at how they're doing this this is hope for the future but instead you were saying um, specifically a, a person was talking to me and he read some book and um, if you are a reader of books but it was saying how this new generation they take opposition as now just truly not liking you so say uh me and Lauren are talking and I say, no, Lauren, your shirt is not brown. And so that is right. 
uh, position. And Lauren then turns away and like, oh, well, forget this. I'm done, blah, blah, blah. And so they don't want to actually engage in a conversation. That is what is being said amongst theorists about this generation. Well, here's the thing. I also see that as saying, okay, I'm not about to argue with you. Why? Why would I? Like, when I was engaged in this conversation with this person and and they were telling me about this, the only thing in my head was, so you're looking for an argument. Can you not? Okay, you have a different opinion. Lauren says that's a cream color. I say it's brown. Okay, and? (laughs) Like, maybe Lauren did not feel like, she might have been like, I love that for you. Right. And I'm, I'm, gonna- good on that. I'm good on that. You are good on that. Like, If you want to feel that, by all means, that's good for you, babe. But for me, and I'm just going to turn around and I'm going to leave. Right. Because and Anthony will leave. Anthony will literally yes, just I am I, Over my growth, I have learned the power of just walking away. Yes. I'm not going to sit here and argue with you because it's just not going to go anywhere. And especially if it's over something like uh, the arguments that should be being had is the freaking world disasters that are going on. Those are the arguments that should be detailing. But if you and we're sitting here arguing over uh, the treatment of an eighth note, I'm leaving. And also, fun fact, if we're at a bar, don't don't talk to me about music. I'm sorry. Like, just don't. Well, okay. And like there, there's two different conversations. Like you can talk about music a little bit, but like do not get into the details of a thick text book that people do not want to read in the first place. And then you cite in this thing, like you like, well, I'm Muhammad Ali. Like I'm a cite everything. You, I'm a flow like a butterfly and sting you like a bee with these facts. And then when I look at you. Like, I don't care. Mm. Uh, I think uh, I'm... It, because, like, I don't, I do not care. Like, if you see me staring in the distance, I am disengaging with everything around me. Yeah. And you have to get my attention to talk. Yeah. I am superficially listening. Because I'm going to make you feel like I'm listening to you. Mm. And then the minute we done, off. Well, um, oh, Jaeger. Hi, Jaeger. Everyone say hi, Jaeger. Hello. Hi, Jaeger. But like, no, you just brought up a really fun, I mean, there's so, I'm, I have to go in reverse, but I'm going to start exactly where you just left off on this idea of like, how to read the room. Because that's another thing that I think goes, ties back to Anthony's like point as well about the arguing. As soon as I feel your energy and I'm like, oh, you're not actually wanting to hear my opinion. You're just wanting to state your own. I'm not engaging with you. I'm not engaging with you. <laughs> like, let me get a tambourine. Like, I'm not engaging with you. Like, why? When I already know you've made up your opinion, there is nothing that I'm going to say that's going to shift or affect your opinion, period. Then for me, I'm going to go, you know what? If you think my shirt is brown, then that's really great for you. And I'm going to go walk over here because I don't want to. Because why would I have to subject myself to you? And you're you're not even wanting to listen to me. And why would you want to talk to me? Like, I don't, like why would you want to talk to me? <laughs> 
I don't get it. Why? Do you, why are you? It's like it's honestly bullyism. You know how the, the definition of bully is somebody inflicting over and over, trying to get a reaction. Mm -hmm. you say bullyism. 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 I'm gonna look it up. I don't know if it's a real one, but Anthony Morris is making. But you beat. said it with such confidence. I love that. So you it's said, my word now. Oh my god, it is the belief in systemic bullying. So who's smart now? Who's smart now? <laughs> That's crazy. Bullyism. That's you Thank you. But that's really like when you are, when you say, I would like to, to engage in debate. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can engage in a debate mm -hmm. in the lecture hall, sure. And your office, sure. But if I'm sitting at a bar, I am not here to engage in a debate. Because the thing is, I'm going to hit you with this bottle. <laughs> hit him with a what? A bottle. Mm -hmm. A good Hennessy bottle. And that's thick glass. Thick well, glass. Nova South, you ain't got Hennessy. I hate you. The thing about a debate, though, is that any good debater will tell you that you need to hear and understand what the person who you are debating with just said before you give your own um, rebuttal to it. That is what a good debate is. That is why these presidential, and listen, it's, a, it's an election year, so I'm already tired. These debates that we're going to be hearing, the reason why they're so, they're going to be so awful is because they're just responding instead of listening and having a response because they listen and then they respond. So it, that's why most of the time it sounds like random people saying random things about ra like to a random person. So if you want to debate with me, listen to what I have to say before actually responding. Cause half of the time I have to say the same thing three times in a row for someone to be like, Oh, you know what? I, okay. I hear you. I understand that because you're not listening. You're, you're just wanting to respond immediately to what I'm saying. And the not listening, I'm piggyback on Lauren real quick. The not listening is a choice. Yes. You are choosing not to listen. Yes. And I would love you to exercise the other choice. Also, I think the question comes up about what is listening. When you are listening to someone else tell a story, you basically need to put yourself into that story and see what they are trying to say. It's called empathy. It's seeing what they are saying because i think in in some of these debates when they're just reacting they heard the words but they didn't put themselves into those words Ooh. oh so like i could just tell you that for me growing up in the way that i did i had this this and this and this but then you immediately hit me with the question of okay so why didn't you achieve this um, did you just hear anything that I just said? Just said. And and then what I have noticed as we were talking about ageism uh, earlier is that they will not listen to someone that is younger, someone that lacks the credible sources or will always try their best to disprove what you said. That, you got know, person who I just cannot be around. If you, your entire existence, expression of conversation with me is to disprove what I am saying to you, yes, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to leave. Like, it, 
And it's not for a lack of not wanting to defend myself or I know the work I'm doing, blah, 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 blah. You are just choosing to try to find a crack Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. instead of empowering a younger musician. Mm -hmm. Honestly, who cares about musician? A younger individual. Correct. In this world, that's already hard enough. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, um, well, Anthony, I don't know if you knew this or not, but you know, you gotta have you gotta have a little card that you carry around that says, "I've published this many times. I know this many scores." I don't know. I don't think you call the memo. Yes, I didn't, child. Look, <laughs> if you, uh, what I you always, in my head is like, okay, well, if you care so much about my biography google me just google search it'll tell you what you need to do now if you really want to have a conversation we can have a conversation so and a two-way conversation now if again if i feel as though you were just here to prove a point or something what i i hate superficial i really do like i hate superficial talk um and Michael is really good at that. Michael is really good at, at just talking on, on the surface. And I love that. For me, I I will walk away, as I have done before. And y'all, here's your here's your credible source. When Anthony is done, even with me or like any of his friends, when he is done with the conversation, there's not like there's not like, well, <laughs> um, he's like, I'm going to bed. Because he's ready to go to bed. Yes. And then when he's ready to leave a conversation, he's ready to leave a conversation. I'm going to leave because what is the point of just staying here and being in this in this space? When I mean, of course, not at home, Michael. You're great. I love talking. Well, you know, I know, but <laughs> I love talking with you. <laughs> but in these conversations, especially when it's at when it's like a field and field conversation, it's like no. One, I can't expect, like, read the room, as Lauren said earlier, about where are we? Where are we? Now, if we're in a a conference and we're right outside a conference room after a wonderful session, then we can engage in in these type of conversations. Yes. Or I could also extend slightly to lunch. Yes, sure. Dinner Dinner and on. Yeah. Let's maybe talk about who we are as people. Right. And that goes to what I was saying earlier. I don't care about your musician quality. I really don't. Because that is when we're in, you know, these spaces, rehearsal, you know, things like that. I care about you as a person. Who are you? Can I trust you? Are you a good person? Those are the things that matter to me the most. I, I don't even care if you've conducted the London the London Symphony. I do not care. But if you were to say, oh my gosh, well, you know, this is where I come from and this is me, blah, blah, blah. Now we can get somewhere. And I think it's the same thing with students. Students don't care how much you know. They care about, do you know them? Do you care for them? And until that is established, there's going to be some rocky waters. And I feel like that is just a human, a human trait. Get to know the people as people, as human beings. Then you, once that is established, 
Y'all can do whatever you want to. You really can. But it has to have a foundation from person to person first. And also music specifically. And I, I could just say as a conductor, what we do is people relations. That that's our that is our job title. People yes. relations. And if you're not a people person, then you might be in the wrong place. Well, and I'll uh, let me just double check. Um, you said as a conductor, uh, people relations is like a big thing. Yes. I'll go a step further. Any musician, like mm -hmm. we we had a, we had a college roundtable uh, with the, all the professors at uh, the Trumpet Festival of Southeast, and the whole talk, two hours, was about people battling your ego, dealing with jealousy, and it get, it always came back to connections and people and making a valuable connection. Like don't stress so much on a first impression that you're so scared you can't even make one. Like instead of one impression, why not over a conference you make four? Mm -hmm. You can always bring up like, hey, my name is this. I'm here. Blah, blah, blah. I saw you did this and I just really enjoyed it. And this is why I enjoyed it. And you made a connection with the person. Mm. Not just like, hey, I'm Michael, I'm a, <laughs> and you just like stumble over everything because you're so nervous. Instead mm -hmm. of making one, make two or three, and they're likely to remember you. If you want to make that connection. If you don't want to make the connection, then don't make the connection. Please. It's all about making connections and like just gaining a network of people and not for superficial reasons of like, I know this person, I know this person, blah, 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 blah. maybe this person's going to call me for a gig now, and blah, blah, blah. No make connections with people to build a village not to network what's next yes yeah because if you're only i'm going back to like the the idea of like if if i feel that you're not actually trying to get to know me as a human i'm just going to hand you my cv because that is basically what you're asking just check it out if you have any questions contact my management that's um, it you know, like I'm her manager, <laughs> right? Like, like I'm, I'm not sure what else you're trying to get out of this. But for me, when I want to connect with people the way that Michael's talking about, it's like, I want to connect with you. Either we have mutuals and the mutuals have been like, you really should like talk to this person and just get to know them. And for me, I'm like, oh, I'm curious as to why people want to get us together. And then maybe we, I do reach out and like, there's something that happens. I'm like, oh, wow, wait, let's like, let's go get lunch. Like, let's go. But for me, I, I'm mean, like, I'm going to be like, so who are you? Like, I just want to know everything about you in terms of like, what makes you a human? Like, yes, you could, if you want to go down your educational journey, sure. But I really want to know who you are as a person. And I think sometimes, unfortunately, what I've learned is when people don't want to know that about you, it's because they're scared that you're going to realize they have no personality. Because why else would you try to hide that part? Like, or why would you, why would you not be interested in asking that about me unless you're fearful that I'm going to do the same to you? Mm -hmm. Like, if you don't have anything underneath that, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you, you took this time in this field to make it feel as if you should not be an individual outside of your career, your accomplishments, et cetera, et cetera. That is very sad to me. 
and I'm sorry, actually, that you went this entire time thinking that anyone only cared about how many scores you've read, which books you've read, all these different things, but you don't even like value yourself. Mm. Mm. What would happen if you couldn't bring up anything at work? Oof. Oh, but li- I mean, literally, like, <laughs> like literally. I'm sorry. I got the, not the, I li- the, the, my first conversation with people that I knew at this com at this festival was, so what's your big vacation plans coming up? Because, you know, after the first week looking forward to a vacation sounds beautiful. Uh. And so we were comparing vacations. We had a whole argument and debate, fun debate about what's the best city to visit. Not about Trumpet. What's the best city? And why do you think? And then we had a whole debate about what's the difference between a big town and a small city Mm. and those kind of things. Like this all stemmed because I was like, so where are you going on vacation? Tease. Tease. Not, hey, what mouthpiece you playing, man? Like if you play an F, are you really thinking this? Are you thinking this? Eight and four. Eight and four. (laughs) Eight to four. Once four o'clock hit, baby, brain gone. I'm not caring about any of this. Until you enjoy enough libations where you just want to try stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think from what both of you said about if you don't have, if your person is only music, I'm sorry. I just, I don't, I don't think we can be friends. Actually, I know we cannot be friends um, because as we have said on this podcast now for four seasons, music is not our personality. We do music. Music is our career. It is our hobby for some part as well. However, we have established ourselves as other people, okay? We like traveling. We like eating. We like, you know, we love to drink. You know, we love all of these things. We love new experiences, Nothing to do with music. If we, if you bring up music, girl, I don't know you. I, I don't want to talk to you either. I really don't. So if, if anybody is listening and you are coming into this career, don't think because you do have your music nerds and that is their personality and that's fine for them. But I, it, I just have to say, have a person. Who are you? If I were to take music away tomorrow, Will you still be able to be a human being? Ooh, and take but take it a step for specifically like the idea of music as in academia and a career. Cause you can still have music that you enjoy as a person, and that is a part of like who you, your identity, your personality. But like in terms of mute what I think we're talking about this, specifically music within academia and music as a career, like if you were to take that away, then what? Then softball what? coach and a history teacher. Mm. I'm a I, I'm I'm a become a college coach in softball. Job many times. I would be a travel agent. I would be on a cruise ship at some resort or something, traveling around the world. Yes. I'll, yeah, I'll either be an athletic coach at a college or a politician. You know, I was supposed to be a lawyer. You know. Oh, <laughs> <at> cool. <laughs> cool. 
And you know what? Like, I remember somebody asked me recently, they was like, so what do you do outside of music? And I was like, well, I love traveling. And then I was like, you know, I really love cruise ships. Like for a long time, I thought I was going to work on a cruise ship. And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah. I was like, if you want to know Carnival Cruise Line history since 1972, since their inception, and all the cruise line, all the cruise ships that are in the cruise line, I could tell you all of that, baby. I've sailed on every class of them. So I could tell you ad nauseum about it. Ad nauseum. I look, don't get me pulling up my YouTube videos because I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. And that's, to me, that's so beautiful because like I see Anthony and like Michael, yes, I see the achievements they've been on their paths. I've been there from think, like from KSU and on, but also like I know what the things that they love, the things that actually make them tick are, you know what I mean? Cause like, I know that Anthony cruises, I'm like, okay, that traveling out like city life, socializing, all that like fashion, that type of thing, like, I just know, like, okay, there's always going to be another layer of what's going on. Michael, sports, don't know. I don't understand it. But, hey, go sports ball. You know the what I mean? Ball, baby. Sports ball. You know, his dog, bourbon, family. Like, there's just so many different layers to, like, both of them that I'm never worried. Like we're never gonna just be talking about music. Like if we call and everything is, oh, how's everything going? That oh, you know, work, school, whatever, blah blah blah. But then there's so much more. And if your conversations you're having with people are just that the bare minimum of like, oh, how's work? How's school? Okay, bye. That's all I wanted from you. You're not really connecting with people. Unfortunately, you don't have to. The whole thing is this is another thing. You don't have to tell everyone in your life. If you're a very private person and you go to conferences and you don't want to disclose anything about yourself to anyone, you can do that. But unfortunately for you, just know you're not making the type of connections that are actually deep that develop into future things. You're just going to have connections that are bare surface connections. You're never going to have anything with depth, unfortunately. And that's not, you don't have to overshare. Like, Let's, let's make sure we understand that. Don't overshare. That's also a red flag. Red flag. Red flag. <laughs> like, we can meet in the yeah, yeah. You um, And those red flags, they're out. One, like, I have seen people overshare, and it's like, why? why? Why did you say that? Why did you do that? Why are you acting this way? And I think that conversation about... Well, I was being vulnerable. Oh. Uh, I don't know you though. So why are you being vulnerable? Well, no, it's weird. Oh my gosh. Actually, um, one of uh, me and another friend of mine, we went to a restaurant and the service was a little slow and the waiter, he came out and he was just like, oh my, I'm so sorry. They are really effing it up back there. And, and our boss is this and our, and we're just sitting there like, why are you telling me all of this? Why are you telling me this? Girl, I just asked for water. It's So now we're put in a weird space because we're just like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Because you let that wall down very fast, very fast. In fact, uh, another one of my friends, uh, Weston Lewis, who's been on the podcast, he, uh, he always said that it's so weird, you know, like when you go up to a person and they like expect you to know their name already. 
Like, oh, I'm this person, so you need to know me. Like, I shouldn't know you. You shouldn't know me. We've never met each other. We don't know each other. So therefore, you should not tell me my whole biography, and I shouldn't be able to tell yours either. Let's meet each other human to human. Because again, if it wasn't for this music career, we would just be two random people on the street walking. Mm. And until we say, hello, my name is Anthony. Hello, my name is blah, blah, blah. Then we can go and engage in a conversation. Right. Uh, and for people that there are people who are, quote unquote, have some type of status or something. Yes, you maybe know a couple things about them, but it would be so weird if you come up there. Oh, my gosh, you did this. You did this. Blah, blah, blah. Now uh, you, it's giving stalker, it's giving, I have to look over my right shoulder. Now, students, please, if you are a student and you come up to us and you just know us, like this has happened to us in the past, please do that. It is so sweet and so endearing when it's like, oh my gosh, you're due to relative pitch. That is really cool. And and of course, I know you from that because it's giving me some kind of like understanding as to why you know me. And I will never, ever, ever, ever say anything negative. And none of us ever will feel any type of way, especially about people who are coming up and you like state why, you know, and it happens to be from that because like that's another thing about public platforms is when we do spend a lot of our time saying our names and talking about things we do it's normal for us to expect that some someone's going to come up and say oh my gosh lauren michael anthony like this is so cool to see you in person and so for me then what i do is say oh my gosh okay this is what's happening this person knows me because of this that i'm still going to introduce myself as i'm lauren it's really nice to meet you what's your name you know what i mean but yeah if we're if the thing that i think anthony you're specifically talking about is like whatever it's like very similar levels and obviously this person has been checking your page and like following different things and especially not for the right intention and they think that you're supposed to be doing the same thing for them that's weird that's weird from you Again, I think for I, I, I am just a person to to, and this was just how I raised. If again we did not have music, we would just be strangers. So we would have to meet each other and then get to know each other. Then we could talk about music for whatever. However, until we meet and we know each other now. That whole just seeing someone at the beginning and just having that small talk. It's just not, it's not. Because what are we doing? So, like, if you're a young person or an older person, just don't recite somebody's bio. Like, just like maybe one or two things that you have seen them do. Like, if you come up to me asking about all these little other side jobs I have that are not the two most public ones, I got some questions because I don't post them anywhere. Right, right. Because if you're Facebook friends, and this, this sometimes this does happen where I have Facebook friends and I forget that we're Facebook friends, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're we're friends on Facebook." So I saw you just had your recital. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, yes, of course. Perfect. Thank you so not much." The, not the, not the- oh, <laughs> like give give me some context as to why you know this information about me. Like I ain't Beyonce. You don't you like you know what I mean? Like that's the thing about it. I'm we're not that public of a. Okay profile you know what i mean like that's different but like if we're not friends on anything and you just pop up out of nowhere being like oh yeah i know that you do this because then i'm like 
That's what sneak following. It's sneak following because like, oh, so you you actually searched for me. I didn't search for you. Ooh. And then Anthony, Anthony must have one of them Instagram apps that checks who who looks at your page. I mean, they, <laughs> that's what they got because it's just like, um, that's weird. I mean, I get, but also that's different from saying, okay, I've heard your name many times. And so it's a pleasure to meet you. It's like, okay, great. Like, let's talk. Cause that's a human thing, especially yeah. in music, because we're only what a third or fourth connection away from knowing someone. So it's like, well, duh, but I'm talking, if it's like cold Turkey, I don't know you. I really don't. That's like a person from Iowa. Saying, oh, yeah, I know Anthony. No, you don't. <laughs> I don't know anybody out there. So, shout out to my girls in Iowa. Shout out. Well, that's like a, like someone, one of my former students went up to it uh, for an interview somewhere. And they're like, yeah, I took some lessons with uh, Michael Brown. And this person was like, oh, yeah, I know Michael Brown. No, you don't. Mm. If I don't know your name. I don't know where you live. I don't know nobody in Tennessee. Until August, I knew no one in Tennessee. And now I know people in Chattanooga, which is just North Georgia. It is not Tennessee. I go, I go over the border. Like, and so like, don't also like, don't like, I guess you can cover people by saying you know them. You could also just be like, I they sound like a great person. Also, for me, one thing I'm trying to get better at, this is just a personal thing. If you didn't make a genuine connection with somebody, um, but you are around them, you don't always have to send a Facebook request. <laughs> Michael's like, this is my personal preference. I'm saying right I now. Want to put that, I just want to put that out there. If you were in the vicinity, just follow me on Instagram. Not follow on Instagram. Because a follow is much easier than a Facebook request. Because they... I feel obligated when it's a Facebook request. I don't know. It's weird. Then, I mean, wasn't the original conception of Facebook to do that exactly what you said? I guess, yet? but it's not anymore. I mean, the, the question is, what age are these people? Because if you think they're 35 and above on Instagram, I mean, there are, but it's different. I'm talking about our age. Oh. Well, still, Facebook is the prof like I see Facebook as a professional. Instagram is where you get to see me out in the streets. So, actually, friend me on Facebook if it's a professional deal. Friend me there. Don't follow me on Instagram. Yeah, I just don't care. I like Instagram better. That's because you just spent the last year getting into Instagram. Right. <laughs> like, literally. And I've, been, and I've been purging my list of Facebook slowly but surely. Oh wow! Like yeah. if I don't actually know these people, I can I can stand to lose a few. Honestly, I just won't go through it. I'm just like, yeah. If you see it, you see it. If you don't, you don't. Like I'm not going through that thing because, first of all, I don't have the time. Mm -mm. I, not so. If you happen to not not interact, that's on you, not on me. Because when I accepted this friend request eight years ago, that was then, and now we're here. Yeah. So, what was that laugh? It's just fun. Well, like I see Facebook as like the social LinkedIn, right? Like that's, that's where yeah. I get to know really what people 
big milestones they're doing with a little bit of social toss in there. You know what I mean? Instagram, yeah, I'm putting like, ooh, this is what I cook for dinner tonight. Or ooh, I'm hanging out with this friend or like, oh, this is what's happening today. Or like more, more definitely like social fun, like personality things. And sometimes it's a mix. Like sometimes I like duplicate posts and everything because it just makes sense for both platforms. For me, Instagram is definitely more like, ooh, friends, because like I like people sent they'll like my stories and I'll be like, ooh, thank you, and like that type of thing. Where Facebook is more like <clears throat> formal, you know. <laughs> very uh, uh, like a tornado places because it's yes the social LinkedIn, but it's also where you're like second cousin. You see all the babies, and then you see what you know, some random old person is doing so you like see it then but it's really it's for i would say what i'm doing it is more for your milestones and and, and your i guess job linkedin type of thing so instagram follow me if you want to be you know like see the social things that instagram definitely now michael is just using his instagram as a professional platform which some people do some people, well, it's funny. I mean, the posts are professional. The stories is me. Mm. Mm. I only want to give you a little sneak peek. Twenty four hours. I hate you. I hate sure. you. So the I think the last topic that I just want to ask about is again when I believe in respect. Okay, I'm just gonna put that out there. I respect whatever titles you give me. However, if we then leave um, said conference center or or said classroom and we're in a social setting, personally, I'm no longer calling you by your 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 title first because a we're sitting at a bar, or and and it depends, of course. Now, if we are like at a bar and we're like just drinking, now if we're at a dinner. That is just like, oh, we're, we're eating. Then yes, of course. But say it's just a social thing. I'm sorry. Because my name is Anthony. This is Michael. This mm-hmm. not master student or professor, not about to be Dr. Lauren Green. Like we are just people. And especially I would say for us, because we're all in the same like range now to where we're almost like in the field to being doctor or professor or whatever, those, what we thought when we were in undergrad, how those people that like, it's just gotten very smaller now. Like we used to think Dr. So-and-so, blah, 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 Dr. So, now it's just Jim. Jack. Bob. Bill. Bill, you know. Peter, Paul, Mark, Luke, (laughs) all done. Reba. (laughs) so it's like you know when we're in say the bar setting that's what for me it is because then we're we're in a collegial relationship now of course students like undergrads high schoolers blah blah blah, yes you're calling me by whatever the name i gave you or whatever title i gave you but when you get into that upper region almost a professional life it gets a little crazy but I'm just going to tell you right now, if I'm like three cocktails in, I'm no longer calling you doctor. I'm sorry. Um, zero cocktails in. Well, okay. Here's the thing, though. 
there is a very big difference between being on school grounds, being at school conferences, like like career things within the career, like in the field, a, a career dinner, like a conference dinner where it is still a professional setting, anything that's an academic and professional setting, period. Like if you, whatever things that have been established. So I know for myself, my, my most of the professors I know have always asked me to call them by their first name. And that, that was undergrad for me. That was uh, my grad master's. And that was my, that's my doctorate right now. And every, that's different, right? Because not everyone has that. So this is what I would say, students, learn what your teacher's preferences are and abide by those. If they say there never should be a moment where you call me by my first name, then you know that. And let's let me get to the next one though. But that's what I'll just say that in any professional setting, you will call that person by the name they give you because you never know why those are their boundaries. You have to respect that because they you never know what they've gone through and why they've set those things into place. So within professional settings. If they say you must call me professor or doctor or whatever, you do that. Now, I have gone out to where there are happy hour socializings and things with grad students and just grad students. And the professors and all the doc, they're like, hey, yo, I'm Jim. <laughs> like, like, let's talk because they want to get to know. And especially grad students, they're, you know, you're older, you're in a different level of your life. Many of us, our colleagues have children themselves. They are teaching. It is a very different type of setting where it's like we are all collegial at this level. Right. And in those settings is where generally it is known. Oh, we're just saying first names. We're on that level. And if someone has an issue with that, they will tell you that. But again, if you've listened and done your homework and due diligence within the professional academic settings, you will already know how you will hear the switching that happens. Because for me, when I talk to my undergrads and I'm TAing, I always say Professor Shen, right? If I'm talking to my other grad students, I say Donna, right? And we know that. And that is something that we have established with the professional collegial, all the different settings, reading the room. Now, I go out to a bar and we're talking, even if we're at a conference, but we say, hey, you wanna go grab a drink and blah, blah, we're talking about schools and blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying Dr. Blah, Dr. Blah, we are drinking and we are adults, okay? You know who I'm talking about. And first of all, if you, especially if you don't know me, who are you to tell me how I should be addressing someone? You know what I mean? In this non-professional, non-academic setting, you have no, you don't correct me with yeah. anything that I do, mm -hmm. period. Yes. Because I don't, I don't even have, technically have to address you by any formal title, even if you ask me to in a non-professional, non-academic setting. Yes. Yeah. For you to be out of pocket and to try to correct me within a non-professional, non-academic setting, is is inappropriate actually because you don't know what type of relationship me and said person you're trying to correct me on have so you're assuming and now you look dumb jim yeah. uh, <laughs> bob mark <laughs> luke and john so because what you just said about you are assuming that i don't have a connection with these people who are right. who i'm referring to but 
the other thing about if we're in non-professional, non-academic settings and I was just a regular person, how would you introduce to a regular person? You most likely will not say I'm Dr. So-and-so. Now, if you are if you are that type of person, I don't want to talk to you in the first place because you came into this world as Jacob. You came into this world as Donna. You came into this world as the name that in a non-professional, non-academic setting, that is the name you go by. We need new pens that say this is a non-professional, non-academic setting. <laughs> yes, that's what we need. Non-professional, non-academic setting. So, and then it's really crazy when you are in these areas and say there you the other person has a professor and we're just shooting, shooting, what you call it, Michael, shooting the shit. Is that what you call it? Shooting the shit. Yeah. Literally, what you say in that moment, I, doctor is not there. It's whatever, blah, blah. And you try to correct me. We right. about, we about to get into a heated debate. And this, hate- I'm not listening to you. I'm winning. And, you know, Anthony and Lauren know that's why I be, I can do small talk. I be shooting the shit. Like, I'm good at that. You just let me know. I got you. Because I'll sit here like this. Mm. Or, or I'll give you this. Mm. And the, the here's the thing about it, though. Your titles, good job. You earn them. You go, yes. right? Like, I'm, we're not saying anything about titles in terms of like, oh, you shouldn't use them and blah, blah. The difference is, again, I'm sorry. I don't think even when I get this doctor doctorate and it's in front of my name in a professional and academic setting. Now, you know, here's the thing. I know I'll have friends, I'll have family members who are always like, like, yes, that's fun, sure. right? But I'm not going to assume that anyone who sees me, if they're like, name, and I'm like, doctor even though i could right if you go to the doctor's office anywhere where you sign your name somewhere and they ask for your they may ask for a salutation form or whatever you have the right to say i'm a doctor you can put it there for because it is usually if they're asking for that a professional or academic setting in which they want to know that information me going to starbucks me going to wherever and they say what's your name i don't need to say dr lauren green They would put it on the cup and good for them. But I, what, what, what am I, what, you need to ask yourself why you got this degree. <laughs> if you are going around to your local Kroger's, your local Taco Bell and trying to get them to put doctor on all of that, like I need you to take a moment and like reflect on yourself. Cause listen, I'm proud of you. You did the damn thing. You have that degree, yes. but you, can we, can we just take it in a little bit more? <laughs> Well, and let's be for real, for real. Most people not in music would say that's a made-up doctor anyway, because the doctor usually refers to a medical doctor. Right. So uh, the people, the the general public would be like, you ain't no damn doctor. What you going to think? Now, of course, we all know, like, that's not true. We earned the doctorate, whatever. But... I think we we get just so tied up in our own musical egos that we forget in the rest of the world, we, we are just people. We are just And people. same for the medical doctors. Like, like for them going out. They're, they're still just human beings. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, also, 
let's all not forget because we often say this a lot, but then we act a different way. Our field is oversaturated with doctorates. Oversaturated. So if we continuously say that, why do I have to keep saying the doctor? Because you, my mama, her mama, everybody, 10,000 other people got this damn degree. And guess what? There's about 5,000 without a job. You know why? It's just a piece of paper. It's not who you are. The person you didn't do the work. You just earned papers. You know what them papers can do? They can go on the shredder. They can hang on a wall. Not do that, though. Um, they, can, they can go on a wall. They can hang in the shredder. My degrees are not even open. I don't even know where they are. Ooh. They in the little tubes still. And, and here's the thing, again, like I say, and this is why Relative Pitch is a perfect blend and a balance, because I'm not as wild as that. I'm sorry, my my mother immediately took my degrees out and framed them for me, <laughs> like professionally framed, mounted, matted, all the things. I am proud, as Michael is, as Anthony is, of our degrees. I think the diff- what, what the point that Michael's trying to make is that there are some people who use those degrees and hold them as like, this is this. And it's like, but who are you? Because I hear I hear what you're saying. When you have a master's, a bachelor's, a doctor, you're saying, I went through the coursework to earn this degree. And I hear you. But I want to see what that trans- how that has translated into you as a being and the work that you do when we are in those professional academic settings. That's the difference. You can be proud of what you do. You should be proud of what you did. You should be proud. Everyone who's gotten any degree has done a certain amount of work to get to those points. And we hear that. We are with you on that. We've paid money <laughs> to be in these positions. We have done these things to get to the jobs and places that we are currently in 1000%. But just remember why you're doing it, right? And don't just use that as, oh, I'm a doctor, so I should be given every Because no, unfortunately... The way the field is, there are a lot of doctorates in our field. There are a lot of DMAs in our field, PhDs even, who are running around who are still trying to find a job. And that is a whole issue in itself. But at the end of the day, you got to know who you are. You got to know what you bring to the table amongst all your colleagues who went through the same training as you and who are trying to find exactly the same job (laughs) to make them, their families happy, all those things. But what you know remind yourself very often why you're doing what you're doing and put the ego aside for a little bit put it aside because i'm sorry we we don't do egos i'm sorry like i i I don't do it it's not fun to even going back to what we talked about earlier with the debating it's like you're letting your ego just try to do all this just come in it and just talk and that's it. And, and I think that once we finally start to do that, we'll finally learn that our community is truly a community. That's how you build a community, by just talking, by finding those commonalities between you and the other person. Then y'all could be ended up like, do you want to go on vacation together? Because I feel that's exactly how Rough the Pitch came together. We found commonalities between each other. And then like four years later, y'all want to start a podcast together? Yes. So, but that would have never started if we didn't talk first. 
So, but you know what? This is such a wonderful conversation and I think it was very, very needed. So if you have anything that you feel about anything that we said, please leave it in the comments down below. Let us know what you're thinking and how you feel about these. But until next time, we shall see you later. Bye.